My next guest and her company have been causing quite a stir in the clean tech sector here in Alberta. Anytime you can take a process and whittle it down from two years to one day, you're disrupting some serious status quo. But what I found particularly insightful in our discussion was the value and importance she puts on the role of networking, in particular the two orgs she shouts out during the interview. So sit back, settle in, and for an added bonus, count how many times I say cool in this interview. Welcome to Chef. Good day. Welcome to Shift by Alberta Innovates. My guest today is Dr. Kelly Krahulik, the Vice President of Technology and Innovation with Summit Nanotech, Calgary-based firm. Hello, Kelly. How are you? Hi, John. I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. It's our pleasure. Now, let's let's dive in a little bit. So, I know you're the co-inventor, along with Amanda Hall, the CEO of the company, of the, the tech you guys have, direct lithium extraction. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us just a little bit about that, what it means, what it does, and how it's different from a more traditional style of mining? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so traditional mining, they actually, there are two methods that they pull li- um, lithium out and extract lithium from, and these main sources are either brine, and so that's down in South America, and there's also hard rock, and the, most of the hard rock is in Australia. Um, so we're really focused on the brine assets. Um, and what they traditionally do with uh, the brine ponds is they actually pull the the brine out of out from underground and put it into these large ponds, and then they sequentially um, crystallize out the impurities that they don't want in the liquid until they just have a concentrated lithium solution. But this type of process takes a lot of land and it uses up the water so they can't re-inject the water to protect the, the aquifer and the water balance in that area. And it also takes about two years to get from the salar underground to actual lithium that they're able to produce and send off. And so what we're really trying to do is reduce the water use and then also make it a lot faster to get that lithium to market because there's huge pressure now with the EV market expanding as it is and that electromobility revolution that's occurring. We really need more lithium in order to support that. And the lithium that's coming online with current methods is not going to achieve that. Oh, okay. So when you say EV, electric vehicles, obviously, electromobility. Is that a mm-hmm. fancy way of saying cell phones and computers? That's just a fancy way of including trucks and scooters and motorbikes. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I see, okay. Still within that, generally within that kind of vehicle realm. What is yeah. Summit Nanotech's process in terms of timelines? Yeah, so Summit Nanotech's process can get that out within basically a day. So the same type what? of thing that From takes... from two years? Two years to a day, yes. That's unreal. Um, I know it's it's a <laughs> huge, huge, huge change, um, and that's why there's such a drive for this to happen in in Chile and in the in the South America. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah. So so let's dive a little bit deeper in into the into the tech. So you've described the way it used to be. Now, mm-hmm. what, what exactly is uh, is the direct lithium extraction technology doing to be able to take something that was a timeline of originally two years? to reduce that to one day. Right. Yeah. Well, remember how I said that we essentially, or the traditional uh, process just removes all of the contaminants in turn. 
Well, what we do instead is just grab the lithium out, leaving everything else in solution, and we can actually put that solution right back underground into the salar to retain that water balance. So you're and just so, going in there with yeah. tweezers plucking out the lithium. Yeah, when we were <laughs> exactly. Well, this sounds like it it, it incorporates uh, some fancy technology and it's it's in the name summit nanotech so mm -hmm. it's nanotechnology that you guys are using mm -hmm. as as those tweezers i'm just so yeah. i'm just trying to come up with an analogy for, for no some it's, of our it's listeners very good would... when we were developing it we kind of thought like what would be perfect and we envisioned all these little kind of men who would go in there and grab the lithium and, and pull it out right and and so what we tried to do is use our material science background to get as close to that as we possibly could um, and so this is based around a, a sorbent so it's very similar to uh, say a resin um, that just goes in and, and only lithium attaches to it and everything else just flushes by it so it's a bit like a lithium magnet and holds on to the lithium everything else flushes away wow that's that's mm -hmm. really cool and now this is something this is technology that you guys have have identified and there's other people in the in the world of course that are working on similar types of technology um, but ours is patented it's proprietary and and it's something that we develop from scratch in-house that's so exciting now mm -hmm. Kelly what what what's your background you're a doctor and you uh, a PhD and you studied chemistry I did yeah yeah Calgary born did both of my both my undergrad and and doctoral degree at the UC. Okay. So d mm -hmm. tell me how that, and pardon my ignorance, but how does that play into, because you're talking material science, um, mm -hmm. identifying this sorbent, this magnet for lithium. How did your, your chemistry background play into that? Yeah, well, that's exactly what we're using is, is actually inorganic chemistry to produce the sorbent that does this, um, that extracts the lithium. And so my background is in synthetic inorganic chemistry. So it was a perfect alignment um, with what the skill set that we needed, um, but really the the um, benefit of a doctoral degree really is that you're used to doing a lot of deep research into big problems, and being able to communicate that technically as well as manage the different stages of that project. And so, really, it's not so much the focus of the degree; it's more kind of the outcome and the learnings from a degree that I think are so valuable. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really cool. And mm -hmm. I, I noted that uh, as I was reading a bit about you, that you're also a Google scholar and you've got a lot of papers that are cited on the academic side of things. So not only are yeah. you helping to commercialize a significant technology, you're, you're, you're also, uh, you're doing that um, knowledge translation as well, which exactly, is, is, yeah. is pretty cool. So tell, I've, I've heard this story, uh, you know, when Amanda had something about uh, seeing a monk with a cell phone, Mm -hmm. And then she, that was the big epiphany for her. When she had this idea of how do we get, you know, lithium, how do we do this in a, in a more sustainable way? Um, had you two known each other already at that point? How was the genesis of that relationship um, business-wise? Yeah, I think... This is something I'm really excited you asked about because I really do want to share this and because I think a lot of people right now are thinking about how to transition their careers and and maybe what does the future look like and what is the startup market. Um, and so I actually didn't know Amanda originally when she came up with the idea. 
and was at the time just transitioning my own career. I wanted to get back into chemistry. I really wanted to do something that was going to promote Alberta's diversification in a meaningful way and create future jobs for everybody. Um, and so I found a few different spots that really helped out with that. And one of them was Rainforest Alberta. So I joined that group and I believe that's supported by Alberta Innovates as well. Um, and that was a very, very good place to meet a lot of different people with a lot of different skill sets and really do that really essential networking. And right. so that was one spot. And the other place I ended up looking at was Higher Landing. And that helps a lot with kind of career transitions for people, for professionals and for even professional athletes. They help them make that shift and market themselves into these new roles. And that was absolutely invaluable as well. And through both of these, I ended up meeting people. I think there were three separate people who said, you know, you need to talk to Amanda Hall because I was coming in with that very technical background. And she, of course, had this very large vision and is an amazing, amazing fundraiser and so good at sharing her story and her vision. Um, and so finally, I said to one of them, you know, can you connect me for that coffee? <laughs> and, right. and so we sat down for a coffee at perfect timing, just as Amanda was kind of um, separating from her original co-founder because they had different visions. And so she said, I, I need this CTO type role filled. And we sat down for coffee and it, it just went from there. But two days later, I was on board and, and we were running full tilt. Wow. That's a really mm -hmm. cool story. Congratulations. I, I, yeah. I love hearing how the ecosystem comes together to help, you know, to help people find support that they need and, yeah. and those gaps. Um, that's, yeah. that's really cool. So 2022, the end of 2022 was pretty big for Summit and the beginning of 2023 was pretty big. So end of 2022, at the tail end, you guys were name, uh, named amongst Canada's top 50 most investable clean tech companies by Foresight Canada. And then of course, in the middle of January, you guys get uh, 67 million Canadian for lithium extraction technology to support the energy transition to net zero. So yeah. first off, congratulations. That's that's Thank great. You. It's a great accolade yeah. to have. And it's nice mm -hmm. that people support financially like that. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about what, what that means to summit nanotech the you know the accolades and that money how are you guys going to invest that and, and move the company forward yeah absolutely yeah the accolades are absolutely essential for gaining the traction in the investment and getting that that funding that we need to make this a reality because what we're doing is hard technology and it and as soon as you're in the hard tech realm every single experiment you do is very expensive and you have to scale up. So right now we have a pilot running in Chile um, and it's been running there for about five months now and and just getting it there even costs an insane amount of money these days because of the supply chain, the shipping challenges, things right. like that. So, so it takes a lot to develop the, the pilot. And now, now that we have this money in hand and the uh, results from the pilot, now we're looking at doing demo stage units on sites uh, with customers so we're going to be installing those over the next year and that's where most the majority of this funding goes and then of course we also have all of the research and development that we're doing in-house still to really make continue to make our product the best product out there and and improve the environmental metrics of the lithium extraction Right. What, what does a demo site look like? Des describe that to me. Is it is it a small, portable, little um, uh, factory? Is it 
Give me a sense of the yeah. dimensions. <laughs> the quick answer is that we don't know what it's going to look like yet. Um, okay. Yeah. No, we're and that's fine. We're still designing it. We're still trying to figure it out. And so it's, it, there's a lot of factors that you're optimizing when you think about that next stage of upscaling. Um, okay. It's important to upscale fast, but sometimes we don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I mean, everything we just talked about makes me think about, you know, this transition to net zero. This is huge. Mm -hmm. Um so let's talk a little bit about that global shift from fossil fuels and the challenges inherent for moving to what is the status quo, entrenched technology. You know, this is how we mine. This is how we extract fossil fuels and create energy. What is Summit Nanotech's role in all of that? And how do you guys foresee this playing out over the next, you know, 30 some odd years? Yeah, that's a, another great question. Um, it's not an easy thing to achieve, of course, because there's huge change management. It's There's a lot of entrenched industries, especially mining, yeah. where they're using very traditional technology often. And so that's one of the big challenges that we have is just convincing miners that this is something worth trying because, of course, there's risk with any new technology that comes on board. Um, we're lucky in that this is being driven very hard by a lot of the auto manufacturers because they require the lithium. So they are asking right. for a lot of lithium from these miners and the miners need to figure out how to get that into their hands faster. Um, and it's and also two years just ain't going to cut it. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, no, they just can't scale it up fast enough with the current yeah. technologies. And uh, it's also being driven a lot by um, policy and in, in the, the Latam region, so Latin America, um, there's a real push around water recovery. A lot of these areas are very, very high altitude, deserty regions with basically zero rainfall over the year. And so the communities that actually do live around there, they they cannot lose any of the water to any of the mining that goes on in that area. And, and so one of the key factors for us is actually maintaining that water Recovery. So we are trying to make ours a zero net fresh water process, which is a big challenge, but it's been our focus from the very beginning for that reason. Um, but the world is going to transition in terms of all of these technologies, especially as we drive towards these very, very aggressive targets for converting over to electromobility versus uh, internal combustion engines. Right, yeah. And, and so it's going to take a lot of um, really fast, fast movement and really disruptive technologies and, and a lot of risk that's going to have to be accepted along the way as well. And luckily, there's a huge investment support for this because I think the investors see that drive and also understand that this is something that's going to happen, whether they're involved or not. Right. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of um, um, incredulity, I suppose, when we talk about uh, Canada's goal to hit net zero. So yeah. I guess because you guys are working a lot in Chile, what what are the, what's the thinking like down there? Can allow, or flesh that out a bit more for me. Are they as governmentally, are they are they as focused on on net zero and as aggressive as uh, as other populations are, as other jurisdictions are? 
Um, that's interesting. I'm not quite sure what their government policy is on that, but I do know that Chile in particular has a very progressive government at the moment that's very focused on gender equality, environmental metrics, and things like that. And so that is helping to drive a lot of this transition. Cool. And then mm -hmm. speaking of, of gender equality, Summit Nanotech is, is it's all female leadership. Am I correct in that? We have a lot of female leadership. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, we do have we do have a few um, men in the VP roles as well. I'd say, okay. I think, yeah, it's uh, about seventy percent female. I think so. And that's that's yeah. fantastic. I think it's so cool, yeah. especially um, you know because the, typically uh, these these aren't. Um, um, Boy, I don't even know how to say it without sounding like a knucklehead. Yeah. But, you know, like, <laughs> like you think 30 years ago, like it, it just would have been uh, almost a men's only, a boys club thing. How mm -hmm. is it to navigate through that? And I, I, I understand that there are still challenges, but mm -hmm. what are those challenges like? And how do you, how do you navigate them as, you know, predominantly female led leadership team? Yeah, I think it's interesting because we did have really good timing from a certain perspective because it was just when there was a lot of spotlight on bringing women up and enabling those opportunities for them. And so Amanda was involved in, say, Women in Clean Tech, which was a, it was a huge asset for us because they provided lab space, they provided funding, and they also provided mentorship for Amanda with that core group of female entrepreneurs that was in that group. And that... That was invaluable um, to Summit's success. And so, so I think to some degree it was an advantage, but certainly when, even though we only know our own experience, it was interesting going into investment pitches and we would, we would have our, have these difficult questions go back and forth. And at one point we had a mentor come in and just listen in and he said, wow, they were really hard on you. And we were like, what do you mean? That was a pretty normal pitch. And he was like, really? No, that was way more difficult than the typical pitch that I see. And and so it was interesting. really interesting for us because as women, we didn't realize the other side. Wait, we don't have the experience of what it would be like as a um, and I'm sure that's not universal. I'm sure it's in little pieces. We certainly don't feel like it's really held us back in any way. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly when people come in from the outside, they do notice the difference sometimes still. We still have work mm -hmm. to do, but I think we are moving very quickly in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming more supporters than detractors. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and especially when it comes to employees and recruitment, people are really excited to work for a, a female team of leaders. Um, mm -hmm. And we've been able to get some really fantastic people on board, and that's helped us immensely as well. Cool. Kelly, I'm wondering, mm -hmm. it's, you know, typically uh, the, the podcast, we, you know, part of what we talk about is entrepreneurship and all that. Mm -hmm. Coming on the way you are as, as you know, the CTO, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think everybody in an early stage startup has to have the entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so what do you think the, as, as those early stage startups, what do you think those biggest challenges are? And for example, how can an organization like Alberta Innovates or, you know, the other uh, service providers in the province, how can they help? How can we continue to um, help companies like yours succeed? Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely. Alberta Innovates was a huge supporter of Summit Nanotech. We've 
obtained a lot of grants initially, and, and some of those actually kept us going when otherwise we would have had a really tough time keeping going. So, so Alberta Innovates is absolutely key in the funding that they provide, um, and also just the networking. So we found that through a lot of our funding agencies, um, NRC IRAP, for example, <laughs> is very good at connecting different companies within their ecosystem when they see that there might be some synergies or mutual challenges or something like that where you can help. So that networking is, is so essential as well. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. we, we, all, we talk often internally, like how can we continue to build the ecosystem? Because there's, there's so many different players in the Alberta ecosystem that have very similar goals. And at the end, that's to help Alberta, you know, businesses like yours succeed. Mm -hmm. And how can we work mm -hmm. together to help, you know, create that lattice of, of support. So I'm glad to hear that it's, and glad to see it's working, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm curious about one thing. I remember I, I'd read an interview recently with Amanda where she she says, and this is a quote, we do plan on extracting lithium from oil field brines in Alberta someday, but not right out of the gate. We need to establish a strong revenue stream internationally first. This got me thinking, and, and I've heard very similar stories that plays on the theme that tech innovators need to go out of the country to validate their technology and then come back in order to kind of be accepted. Mm -hmm. now, I, and I, I may be putting you on the spot here about uh, local adoption, but how does something like that play out? Yeah, for us, it's a slightly different challenge. So I, I can't speak to exactly what you're referring to. Um, okay. But for us, it's actually the quality of the brine that is available in Latin America versus the quality of the brine that's available here. Um, okay. And so that's why we really need to prove our technology out there, improve its efficiency. That's the really key part is that we need to make it as efficient as possible so that we can bring it back and actually have it be an economic um, play in Alberta. I see. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, and then the technology can get refined to, to be able to work with, uh, not as perfect a brine as they have in Chile. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that's dependent on uh, water recovery technologies improving as well, because there's a little right. bit of that pre-processing that needs to happen and, and water recovery technologies are a key piece of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for that. Um, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so since 2018, Summit Nanotech has grown from 26 employees, filed yeah. three patents. I, I, I could be a little off on some of these numbers, but I think I'm pretty close. You're pretty close, and yeah. <laughs> has 12 active customers in five countries. Yeah. Where are you guys at now? Um, so I believe that would have been 2021 that you're okay. referring to there. <laughs> it could be. I just said yeah. since 2018. <laughs> yes. So currently we're at uh, 71 employees. I just looked before I came on this call. It changes every day, it feels, so I had to check that. So 71 employees. Um, similar number of customers that we're investigating. Or, sorry, not so much investigating, but uh, interacting with. <laughs> I want to put them on the spot there. Um and we're also developing another technology. So currently, as I said, our, our, our original technology isn't suited so much for those low lithium concentration brines. 
Um, so we're developing another technology that'll treat kind of lower lithium concentration brines as well as battery and clay uh, products. So that oh, sort of battery okay. recycling products and clay leachate project products. And that's again to unlock those other sources of lithium, mostly in North America. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that would be the technology that's more applicable to, to what we have here in the oil sands. Exactly. And battery recycling, which I think will be very key to that North American lithium supply chain as well. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, most of us, when we think of batteries, of, of course, we're familiar with lithium ion. We've heard it. We have it you know, mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, but people are also familiar with like, and this is probably outdated technology now, but, you know, nickel cadmium or, yeah. you know, other sorts of batteries. Are there any other competing uh, elements that, that uh, Summit Nanotech and others are looking at? Or is lithium kind of, that's the, uh, that's the big one right now. That's the crown jewel. It really is the crown jewel, and it'll take a lot to take it down off of its throne um, because it's just the lightest, most energy-dense element that there is. Okay. So in terms of having stationary energy storage, the, the weight doesn't matter as much. But when you're talking about anything that you have to carry with you or put into a vehicle, then the weight is so essential to keeping that an efficient system. And so that's why lithium is, is so important right now in the battery world. I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very thankful for the, the Alberta ecosystem. It really has been fantastic. And we've had so, so much support from all of the government agencies and, and just the province as well. Um, it's a great place to be doing clean tech because everybody is excited about clean tech right now. So, yeah. Awesome. Kelly, thank you very mm -hmm. much for your time today. Thank you, John. Shift can be found online at shift.albertainnovates.ca or email us at shift at albertainnovates.ca. On behalf of everyone here, I'm John. Until next time, have a great day.